Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for July 19th, 2023. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over the defensive end position for the Cowboys going into the 2023 season. I am quite excited to talk about this position because there are a lot of good players that play this position for the Cowboys. But before we get into that, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button and subscribe. That would be greatly appreciated. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to leave a review, follow the show and uh that would be greatly appreciated if you could leave a five-star review it greatly helps out the show you guys are awesome the support for this podcast has been great so far i started a few weeks ago um well i I would say that i started it back up a few weeks ago because i was doing podcasts and live shows during the season i took some time off but you know we're back in the podcast grind i've been having a lot of fun making these things and you guys seem to like them so i'm going to keep making them for you guys so without further ado let's get into the episode let's get into this defensive end room so the guys that I have making this team are Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, Doris Armstrong, Dante Fowler, and Valemi Fiocco. Um, I have Micah Parsons in here in the defensive end room just because he's played a majority of his snaps at defensive end. Granted, he can play in the box as well, and I think that he'll probably play more snaps in the box than he did last year, but I still look at him more as a defensive end because if you take a majority of your snaps at a certain position, I'm going to slot you into that position where you took a majority of your snaps. So that's why I have Micah Parsons here. Um, Overall, just a very deep room, though, to be honest with you. I think they're five deep in this room. You know, I, I really do. Like, I think that a guy like Dante Fowler is really underrated on this team. I don't think people appreciated what Dante Fowler brought to this team last year. And it was very big that the Cowboys were able to re-sign this guy. And I think that he's going to have a bigger role in the Cowboys this upcoming season than he did last year. And then you have guys like Demarcus Lawrence and Sam Williams, to me, who are guys who can play three downs on the defensive uh, on the defensive line or defensive end. Because I think that these guys are good at setting the edge versus the run. And even though people might not think that Demarcus Lawrence is a really good pass rusher, Demarcus Lawrence is still a really good pass rusher. So that's something that we have to take into consideration here and then you have Micah Parsons who brings the room together like Micah Parsons is one of the best defensive players in the NFL whether you think he's the best defensive player or not I don't think that it's a biased take to say that this guy is a top three defensive player in football actually I think that you're biased against the Cowboys if you don't think that this guy is a top three player uh, on the defensive side of the football fantastic talent who's only going to get better like this guy had a, a fantastic start to his career. This guy's only going to get better. Think about that, right? Like he's at the point of his career where he's younger than the offensive lineman that he's going up against. Like, you know, Eagles fans like to flex and say, oh, well, Lane Johnson shut down Micah Parsons. Well, okay, Lane Johnson should be able to do that. He's one of the best right tackles in the league, if not the best. 
And, and, you know, he's older than the guy, too. Like, he's seen really good pass rushers. So, if you're telling me that Micah Parsons can play well against the majority of the tackles of the league, but he struggles against a guy like Lane Johnson, it is what it is. <laughs> they don't have Lane Johnson on the other side of the offensive line. So, that's just something I wanted to say real quick. I think that this is a good mix of guys who can do multiple things, right? Like, I look at Micah, Demarcus Lawrence, and Sam Williams. I think that they can uh, set the edge versus the run and rush the passer. I think that a guy like Dorrance Armstrong and Dante Fowler can rush the passer. That's their role on this team. And then it's going to be interesting to see what Valimi Fioka can do his first season because in college, he was a versatile player. You know, we'll get into him more uh, later in this episode. But this is a perfect unit for Dan Quinn, you know, because these are he has multiple guys on this defensive uh, at this position, defensive end that can play. And Dan Quinn likes swapping guys in and out. He doesn't like giving, uh, you know, his guys a big workload unless you're Micah Parsons, which I mean, there are games where Micah Parsons didn't take a break throughout the course of the game, which is perfectly fine. If he's, if he's capable of doing that, then by all means play Micah Parsons on every snap. If he's capable of doing that and continuing to play at a high level, which we've seen that Micah Parsons has been able to do that. So, um, overall, really good room, and I'm excited to see what this unit does this upcoming season. Let's start this off with Micah Parsons. What is there to say about the guy that hasn't been said already? This guy is a tremendous talent. He's one of the best players in the game. He's one of the best defensive players in the game. Um, on a path to greatness, the start to his career has been nothing short of spectacular, um, I mean, there's a reason why this guy gets compared to all-time greats, and people honestly believe that this guy could surpass all-time greats. I mean, we're going to have to wait and see uh, over the course of his career if he can sustain this level of play. I'm not saying that he's not going to be able to. I'm just saying, you know, we're going to have to see if not only can he sustain this, but can he build upon this? Can he get better than what we've seen already? And that's the scariest thing. There is still room for Micah Parsons to get better. He has not hit his ceiling yet. So the player that you've seen his first two years of his career He's going to only improve upon that. So that's something to take into consideration. I think that year three leap from year two, if he can make a leap from year two to year three, I mean, think about that. This guy was already one of the best players in the game, but if he was, if he's able to take a leap and improve upon that, man, that's going to be something special. So he had 13 and a half sacks in 2022. I don't want people to pay attention to the sack number though. I understand that there are defensive ends around the league that got more sacks than them. You know, Hassan Reddick, uh, Joey or Nick Bosa, guys like that got more sacks than uh, Micah Parsons. Matt Judon is another guy. But to me, production and presence when it comes to being a defensive end are one and the same. Because if you're the type of guy where a defense has to look at you and build an entire game plan around you, and you're garnering that much attention from a defense that now other players on your team can get off, that's something that is valuable, very valuable. And that's something that Micah Parsons brings to the table. Micah Parsons in 2022 had 50, or 74 pressures. Zedarius Smith was number two in pressures with 55. So he led the league in pressures by like a wide margin, by 19 pressures. So that's that's insane. He had 26 more than Nick Bosa. Um, in the span of games where he was quote-unquote struggling, he really wasn't struggling. Um, he just wasn't getting sacks. I think that there is a difference between uh, struggling and not getting sacks. He had 30 hurries in that in that period from week 13 to week 18. Again, 
Sox do not tell the full story when it comes to playing the defensive end position. So, man, just excellent player. And this is the type of guy that you put him on the field, even if you're playing a better uh, a better team. He's the type of guy that can take over a game. Very much like Von Miller with the Denver Broncos. You remember that Super Bowl 50 where he just completely took that game over? You know, that's something that Micah Parsons can be. So, man, I'm excited to see what this guy uh, can bring to this team going into the future. Let's move on to Demarcus Lawrence. So in 2022, he had six sacks. Again, I don't want you guys to solely pay attention to just the sack number. Demarcus Lawrence is still a good pass rusher. Is he an elite pass rusher? No, but he's still a good to very good pass rusher. He was tied for 14th in the league uh, in pressures. He was one behind Max Crosby and Brian Burns. Funny thing about Max Crosby, so PFF released this like list of uh, day three steals in the draft. And they had Dak Prescott at two and they had Max Crosby at one, which I thought was ridiculous because the most amount of sacks that Max Crosby had in a season was like 13. Um, you know, granted, like I said, sacks don't or sack number doesn't tell the full story, but there's no way that you can sit here and tell me that a defensive end who, granted, they're a very important position, not nearly as important as a quarterback. And I don't think that Max Crosby as a defensive end is as good as Dak Prescott as a, as a quarterback. So the fact that PFF put that graphic out there is ridiculous. Just a, just a horrible take by PFF. For some reason, they love Max Crosby. Um, you know, he is Demarcus Lawrence is an elite run defender. And if you have an elite skill, that makes you very valuable on a team, right? Like Demarcus Lawrence is only 31 or he's 31. I shouldn't say only 31, but, you know, he is starting to get up there in age. But until this guy starts to slow down, I'm not ready to move on from Demarcus Lawrence. There's a contingency of people that believe that this is Demarcus Lawrence last year on the Cowboys. And I understand why they would think that because I think his contract is up at the end of the year. But even still, I I, I want Demarcus Lawrence on this team. This guy brings something to this locker room that can't be measured on a stat sheet. You know, this guy is the heart and soul of this defense. I understand that Micah Parsons is the leader, but DeMarcus, or I'm sorry, Mike, yeah, I said Micah Parsons. DeMarcus Lawrence is such a critical part of this defense, and I wouldn't want to see this defense without him. So hopefully this isn't his last year. This guy is still playing at a very high level. And um, I, I look, man, you know, people talk about the pass rush with him and how he's not a really good pass rusher. Like I said, I mean, this guy had 43 pressures this past season. So, um Overall, great player, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Demarcus Lawrence can bring to this defense this upcoming season. Let's move on to Sam Williams. This is a guy who I think is going to be a breakout player for the Cowboys this upcoming season. I was very excited when they drafted him. I thought that it was a hell of a pick, and I think his rookie season, he had a very, very solid rookie season, and he showed some flashes of him being able to be a really good player in this league. Uh, in his rookie season, he had 305 total snaps. Uh, he had four sacks in his rookie campaign. He also had 10 tackles for loss in his rookie season, which was one less than Demarcus Lawrence. So this is a guy that I think can play three downs. I think that this guy can be a really good pass rusher, but I think that he's going to be able to set the edge against the run. You know, like when you saw Sam Williams out there, it felt like he was always making a play. Now, I said this about Sam Williams. The one thing that I do want to see from him is I want to see him bring down his aggression just a little bit. You know, it's not a bad thing, but, you know, when when you're getting penalties because you're being too aggressive and you're being too physical, that 
could ultimately be a detriment to the team. But, you know, you would rather have a guy have to bring it down a level than bring it up a level because you can tell a guy to 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 bring it down a level. I think that's much easier. But when there's a guy who 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 you know is playing soft and maybe not playing with as high of a motor as you'd like to see, that you know that to me is more of a problem than what Sam Williams is. I mean, I don't even necessarily think it's that big of a problem, but it's just something that I want to see him clean up on. Again, you know, the small details are what really separate good players from great players in this league. And I think that Sam Williams has the potential to be a great player. I'm not saying he's going to be one, but I'm saying he has that potential. And I think that that could start as early as this upcoming season. And I've talked about this before. If Sam Williams can be a guy for this defense, that gives you so many options because now you can play DeMarcus Lawrence and Sam Williams uh, uh that combination together and you could play Micah Parsons in the box if need be because the depth at linebacker isn't great but if you're able to put Micah Parsons back there not only <coughs> sorry about that I just coughed um, not only is your depth at linebacker really good but it's it's one of the best units in the league. If you have a guy like Parsons and Van Der Esch back there playing uh, a lot of snaps in the box, that's one of the best linebacker units in the league. Because I think that if you ask Michael Parsons to play in the box, he can do that at a, at a very high level. And he'll be able to do that at a very high level if Sam Williams is able to be a guy for this defense. So, uh, you know, Sam Williams, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this guy. And not only that, like you hear guys like Tom Palacero and, and, Brian Baldinger, guys who really dig deep in the film and watch these games, they talk about him as well. They're like, man, you got to see this Sam Williams kid on the Cowboys. And and it's for a reason, man. It's for a reason. He's given them substance. So Sam Williams, a big fan of his. Dorrance Armstrong is the next guy we're going to talk about. This guy had eight and a half sacks in 2022, 24 hurries in 2022. And he started off the season really hot, but then he started to cool off like a lot by the end of the season, which is something that you don't like to see. You would rather them start off cool and then get really hot towards the end of the season. But to me, you know, Dorrance Armstrong, he plays a role in this team. He's a pass rusher. I don't necessarily want him to play on rundowns just because I don't think he's a very good run defender. But, you know, what he brings to this team is he brings depth, right? Like, there are a lot of people who want to move on from Dorrance Armstrong, and I just don't understand that. It would need to be, like, a first-round pick for me to move on from Dorrance Armstrong, even if it's a second-round pick. What is a second-round pick go- What is a second-round pick in 2024 going to do for me this upcoming season. I want the Cowboys to try and go and win a Super Bowl this upcoming season. And you're going to win a Super Bowl by having as much talent on this team as you possibly can have, by having as much depth on this team as you could possibly have. And Dorrance Armstrong is a great depth piece on this team. Why are people looking to move on from this guy? What are you going to do? Save money? Okay, cool. What are you going to do with that money? Are you going to go out there and get DeAndre Hopkins? Nope, he already signed in Tennessee. Go get Dalvin Cook. Why would you do that? Okay, so to me, it would make no sense why the Cowboys would move on from Dorrance Armstrong. I'd rather him. Ha- I'd rather have him in this rotation. Because here's the thing: just because you're deep in a room doesn't mean that you're going to be deep in a room by the end of the season, right? Like, just because you're deep in training camp doesn't mean that there's guys who won't go down. And now you're not as deep. Now you're you're going to rely on a guy like Dorrance Armstrong. And if you have to do that, it is what it is. The guy isn't bad by any means. But, you know, 
moving on from the guy, you're going to get somebody in there that's not going to be as good as him. And why would you want that? You know, you want to know it's funny to me. There are, there are fans who want a Super Bowl so bad who criticize his team for not getting a Super Bowl. But then they'll say some stuff like trade Dorrance Armstrong. So you're saying become less talented. Because, uh, you know, if you're going to trade him for maybe a linebacker, all right, it is what it is, but he's got to be a very good one. Because when you look at the positional value, defensive end is a more valuable position than off-ball linebacker, and it just is what it is. So, no, I'm, I'm not interested in moving on from Dorrance Armstrong. Even if, you know, his level of play might not be on the level as the guys in front of him. He's still a very good depth piece on this team. Dante Fowler is a guy who I think a lot of people underrated last year and his impact on this team. Now, granted, there were some situations where he had penalties in times where we could just not have penalties at. So that's something to take into consideration there. But overall, I think that this guy was a very solid addition for the Cowboys last year, and I'm very happy that they re-signed him. You know, to be honest with you, I think he's the second best pass rusher on this team outside of Micah Parsons. And I would love to see him more on pass, you know, passing downs this upcoming season because I think that this guy if you let him get off oh I think that this is a guy that could get you eight to ten sacks in a season I think that he's a better pass rusher than Dorrance I think he's a better pass rusher than Demarcus Lawrence honestly like I think that this guy is a really good pass rusher and I would love to see him in those situations more he had six sacks in 2022 but he also had 30 pressures as well so that's something that I want people to consider as well so you know yeah Dante Fowler a very important piece on this team. Now, granted, as a run defender, that's not necessarily where Dante Fowler thrives, right? Like, he is a one-dimensional player, which is fine. You're not paying this guy big money. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you're not giving this guy a long-term contract. He's on a one-year contract. So the fact that he's a one-dimensional player, I don't mind that, you know? But make sure to take advantage of that one dimension that he has. And that's something that Dan Quinn does. And I think that that's something that Dan Quinn is going to continue to take advantage of. Because this is a guy that the Cowboys really wanted to keep on this team. Like This is a guy that they were pursuing this offseason. They were just like, yeah, we can't let Dante Fowler out of the building. So it's clear that they value this guy. I value the guy. And I think fans should value the guy as well for what he brings to the table. Now, again, not a superstar, just a very solid depth piece on this team. And that's the thing in the NFL, right? You need guys who are one-dimensional on your team. Not saying that you want a whole team of one-dimensional players. That would not be a very good thing, right? You know, you need complete players. And that's what separates the good players from the great players. The fact that you can do more than just one thing for a team. But... You do need these guys that specialize in this one specific skill, and that's something that Dante Fowler does. So I think he's underrated, and I think fans should appreciate him more. Valimi Fioko is the last guy that we are going to talk about. So this was the Cowboys' fourth-round pick this past season. So I'm going to be honest with you. When the Cowboys decided to take this guy, I was upset. I was not very happy. I wanted them to take an offensive lineman. But now, looking back on the draft, I actually really do like this pick. I was able to go over his tape. I think that this guy is a uh, very solid prospect. And the reason why I say that, that now I'm not upset about the pick compared to when he was selected, was because the Cowboys did ultimately end up with a very solid offensive line prospect in Awesome Richards, right? And I think that that's something that gets overlooked when we 
you know, evaluate the draft and our reaction in the current moment. Because our reaction in the current moment is, darn it, they took this defensive player. We don't need this defensive player. We needed this position. But then when they go on to select a solid player at that position later on in the draft, now you look back and you're just like, oh, you want to know what? I actually, I actually do like that pick here. Um, they're looking to move Valimi Fioko from defensive end to three technique, but I think it's probably going to be a Chauncey Golston type situation where, you know, they have him played defensive end his first season, uh, you know, while they're in the process of, you know, changing his body. Now, granted, they're not going to do it during the season, right? Like I assume that this se- this upcoming season, they're just going to work on him uh, playing defensive end. I think that next year you're going to see him transition to a three-technique defensive lineman just because over the offseason you're able to change your body and you're able to you know, change your technique a bit there. So that's something uh, that I want people to take into consideration. High-motor player who plays with very good play strength, um, good as a pass rusher and, uh, and as a run defender as well. Very active as a pass rusher who strikes well and he's good at countering. This is a guy that's always in motion. He's always, you know, he's he always keeps these uh, offensive linemen on their toes. So, you know, I, I'm excited for this guy. And what I think he's going to bring to this team this upcoming season, expect him to play somewhere around. Uh, Sam Williams played 305 snaps last year. Expect this guy to probably play around 250 snaps. But you never know. If this guy goes out there in preseason and is just an absolute guy, it's going to be hard to keep this guy off the field with the type of motor that this guy plays with. I can understand why Dan Quinn fell in love with this guy. I completely understand it. Like when I go back and watch the tape, I'm like, yeah, that's a Dan Quinn player. That's a Dan Quinn player. I think he's going to fit this room uh, perfectly. To be honest with you, I think that if I'm him, I'm I'm immediately getting with Demarcus Lawrence and I'm picking his brain because I think that this guy is comparable to Demarcus Lawrence coming out of college. Now, you know, I, I wouldn't hate if the Cowboys decided to leave this guy as a defensive end, but the room that you know the defensive end room is pretty deep, and you know maybe they look at him and they say, man, like we think that this guy can be a disruptor on the interior. This is also Vita Vea's cousin as well, so that's. You know, that's a little nugget to take in there. And, you know, by saying that, that doesn't mean that this guy is going to be Vita Vea. You know, it, it's funny. A lot of people get hyped when, like, family members of really good players join the team. Like, I remember, I think it was Clay Matthews' brother joined, a, a, you know, a certain team. They're like, oh, this is Clay Matthews' brother. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean he's going to be Clay Matthews, though. So, um, yeah, Valemi Fioco, a guy that at the time when they drafted him, like I said, wasn't very excited. I'm very excited to see what the Cowboys can do with him and what and what Dan Quinn can develop this guy into. But that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the support you guys have been giving me. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, you know, it's, it's hump day. It's Wednesday. We're getting through the week here. I hope all the goals that you guys set for yourselves this week, you guys are knocking them out of the park. Uh, you know, football season is right around the corner. This is a fun time of year. This really is. Now, granted, no sports are on right now other than like baseball. If you guys are baseball fans, I don't necessarily watch baseball all too much. But, you know, like right now, right? Like, yeah, there's not many sports on during the summer. But like this, the summer is meant for vacation and relaxing and, you know, it's funny, like summer is a relaxing time. And I think the last thing that I would want is for football to be played during the summer because, you know, during the football season, we all love it, but there's nothing relaxing about the football season because we're all thinking about our teams and, okay, you know, what are they going to do this upcoming week? And you're stressed out and you're watching the games and you're pissed off if your team's losing and, and you're happy if your team's winning. So, you know, 
fun time of year. But hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe as well. I would greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, make sure to follow the show and leave a review. And uh, that's going to be it for the episode though, guys. I will see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.